Things are bad. Yeah. No. Crazy cats and kittens on there in pop personal line. Welcome back. Text before comment. Fuck it. This is Trump's America. Hello, Eric. You beat me to that joke. Sorry, sir. It's okay. Doesn't I, matter anymore. I got tongue tied and stopped caring. And here's I, the thing, Sean. Yeah. You can literally say or not say anything ever again, and it will have the same impact on your life. Apparently so. You see, words <laughs> apparently don't have consequences. Nor except, do actions. Except positive ones. Yeah. Because when you say awful, heinous, racist shit, people give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And they go, oh, well, he doesn't mean that stuff. He doesn't mean what he said. But I'm on vote for him for some other nebulous reason. Honestly, though, I'm inclined to agree with him. I don't think he meant okay, any... Fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> let's, let's say, let's... You know, as the as the misguided liberals on the internet are telling us now, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's <laughs> empathize and try and understand. Let's say you don't think he believed what he was saying. Then why the fuck did you vote for him? Because he wasn't Hillary and he was going to burn not it down. Not good enough. Nope, not good enough. They're the people that wanted change, I don't believe man. that. I, I believe there are tens of millions of people who wanted to play stupid white nerd devil's advocate and shake up the system and send a message. And I think a good portion of them did not intend to give him access to the military. I think they wanted to cast a protest vote that ultimately would not count. But that shit backfires when you live in fucking goddamn Pennsylvania. Well, this is the same argument as the the Brexit vote, essentially. Yeah. That people just didn't think they knew what they were voting for or... Well, I mean, if we're going to go that route, then you have to blame the Democratic Party because they're the ones that made us believe that there was no fucking possible way that Trump could have ever been there. And so... I absolutely the ones that... blame the Democratic Party. But you know who I blame more than Democratic Party? Every person who voted for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I understand Hillary not being an inspiring choice. That's fine. Although, sidebar, being inspired to vote is white privilege. Period. Full stop. In it this is, election, certainly. No. Yes. Well, always. Particularly in this election. This is driven at home to people. But going to vote is not writing a symphony. It's not writing poetry, okay? It is not the fullest expression of your truest self. Sometimes you vote so that horrible things don't happen to people you care about who happen to not be you. Yeah, but I still think you have the right to not vote. I think totally. you have the right to protest you, vote. You have a you have the right to not vote. I don't know about this protest vote. I have nothing. People are like, oh, you know, in Michigan, she lost by eleven thousand votes. Ninety thousand people didn't vote for president. I'm like, good, good for them. I understand that. Mm -hmm. I have nothing against that. That to me is logically and morally defensible. Voting for someone that you don't should that you don't think should be president is indefensible. Well, 
the, the problem becomes what you think is most going to affect you. And so when you, especially in rural America, when you are presented with someone that you are convinced, whether or not it's true, you are convinced that she is going to take away your guns. You are convinced that she is going to be detrimental directly to you. And then there are these others that this guy is going to be detrimental to. He's, you know, he's going to take into account all the shit that you need, but he doesn't care about these people. Well, I need my shit taken care of. So I can certainly see how people would uh, gravitate towards that selfishness in voting. I think we have, in less than four minutes, gotten to the heart of the matter. Hmm. Because I've seen a lot of people who are very angry, including myself, mm-hmm. who are, quote, mad online, mad in the streets, mad in the sheets. You've people, always been mad, but now you're angry. People who are just pissed off, mm-hmm. and they're venting, and they're, you know, upset, and they're expressing this. And the response seems to be, Oh, well, if you don't understand, read this article, or what did you think about this? And to me, it's not a question of understanding, because what you just said is completely comprehensible. I get it. I think it is an immoral choice. I think what we have is people who basically think of others and people who think only of themselves. But that is what democracy is essentially built on. That invisible hand is supposed to be you thinking about yourself and everyone thinking about themselves collectively no, is what makes decisions. Okay. Now, I understand that There's in this modern enlightened world, society. we should be taking, yes, we should be taking into account the feelings of others, but no, essentially- no, hold on. You, no, not the feelings of others. Oh, okay. The uh, the uh, happiness or the, um, uh, I guess, the pursuit the, of happiness the of others? The ability to be treated as an actual human being. Right. Okay. The ability to be treated <laughs> like yourself. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm just... I find... I don't... You can give me all the arguments in the world. I am old enough... And I and am smart in my enough, own, and no, it, people like me. People don't like me, but I'm old enough and I have thought and read and considered enough to never be swayed by the argument that selfishness is inherently good. Self, it may not be, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily good or evil. It is the inherent, um, uh, building block of our system. It is what capitalism is derived from. It is what democracy is derived from. It's so easily turned against people. Oh, without a doubt. But that's the difference between a person and people. You know, uh, um, was that uh, Tommy Lee Jones famously said, a person is smart, but people are dumb or, you know, crazy. Then Then why are people able to guess the weight of the chicken better than a single person? The wisdom of crowds. Yeah, that's the the averaging, essentially. Listen to everyone. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. But no, no, I think that, you know, uh, individual people can be intelligent, but you are making intelligent decisions based on what it is that you need and is best for you and your family. And in those immediate choices, in the immediate choice of, I live in a place where it is dangerous to not have a gun, and this woman is going to take away my gun, that is something that is inherently in my face. That is something that is beaten into us. But this is something that is beaten in from both parties. I blame the Democratic Party for this bullshit backlash that we are enduring right now because all these people are were just convinced that 
Donald Trump would be the end of the world and it would be horrific if he was to come into power. And that is just as hyperbolic and just as much bullshit as the Hillary bullshit. There is too much of a system behind things for him to just come in and be Hitler on day one. There's a lot of people that would have to go along with this, a lot of agreements that would have to be made, and a lot of places that we can stop this shit from happening. Right now is not the time to to protest democracy. Right now is the time to figure out how to fucking get out of this mess. Um, I think it right now is the time to protest our form of democracy. I think it's perfectly fair to go on the streets and say, I am appalled by this. I am appalled by a system, the Electoral College, which allows this to happen, which supposedly was set up to prevent such a person from taking power. If those protests were happening in the red states, I would have I would see the validity in that. But the they're, pro- ha- they're happening in states where people's votes essentially didn't count. Yeah, exactly. They're happening in in California and New mm-hmm. York and all the big places that went blue. So the- so it's legitimate for people in Wisconsin to be afraid of the fear tactics employed by the right wing, but it's not legitimate for the left wing people to no, be No, but this is the system that we've had. here's the thing. We've known this was the system. This was the system that was been protested for the, le- or at least uh, debunked for the last 20 years, but we knew that this was what was happening, and we were fucking calling out Donald Trump and all of his people for saying they were bullshit fucking crybaby bastards for call- for saying that the system was rigged all along, and people, that things were on. not quite right. People aren't saying the system's rigged. People are protesting that a Americans chose Donald Trump. People are amazed and appalled that their neighbors would pick a neo-fascist to run the country. That is emotion. That's not logic. I understand what you're saying. Hold on, hold on. It's not a protest. It's a riot then. No, it's not a riot. A riot is when you're flipping cars over. Okay? No, uh, well, a riot is a protest, protest without a direction. No, a protest is people peacefully assembling and saying, we think this is fucked up, and you're allowed to do that. You yeah. can think it's stupid. You yeah. can think it's a waste no, no, of time. No, no, you're totally allowed to. I'm not saying you they're shouldn't not, be banned they're not from saying, doing it. They're not saying the si- they are not being a conspiracy theorist. They're not saying the system is rigged. No, we it's just unproductive and crying in the streets. I mean, there's... there's Okay, n- it is a display that, guess what, Donald Trump saw, Certainly. and that is the point. The point is they want to tell the president-elect we don't like you we don't support you we think you are a threat to the country and guess what he saw it he responded on twitter it is 100 percent successful it, well it, it, it was not to it, remove him from office it was to say listen there is a huge opposition it's not that that was not an unknown quantity i mean that's really you to him to someone who desires approval above all else, you don't uh, think that's a powerful message? Donald that, Trump craves... 50% of the people no, 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 didn't no. vote for him? Like, he doesn't care about that. He won. Right. Donald Trump needs... If you tell Donald Trump this many people fucking hate you after you already accomplished the thing you set out to accomplish, that wounds him. Truly wounds him. In a way, it would not wound a typical politician who understands these things. But he wants to be loved despite his language. He says that shit because the crowds in front of him mm-hmm. lap it up and applaud and they're happy. Yeah. And so in his you know, lizard brain, he thinks, I'm making people happy. He doesn't think he's divisive. He thinks he's doing good things for the country. So these are people saying, hey, the people over here that didn't go to your rallies, we despise you and want you to know. I just don't think that's news to him. I think it is. I think he lives in this echo chamber that all the liberals online are decrying themselves for living in, which well, they do, it's the same, which, yeah. which I do. But 
I'm also aware of these Donald Trump voters. I'm not surprised these people exist. I'm not, they're not incomprehensible. I don't pretend like, oh, how could you possibly vote for him? For I was certainly surprised by the numbers. For reason other than white supremacy. Like, yeah. I understand people are like, well, tax policy, or someone needs to take care of ISIS, or someone needs to punish China. And as fantastical as all his solutions are, I understand the emotional appeal of that. But I've also seen people already trying to decouple those notions from the white supremacy stuff. And they are tied together. And you cannot suddenly decouple it because it is politically convenient to do so. We've gone through this with a number of presidents. The, the idea of not my president. The idea of a, a divided nation. And no matter who it is, the other side is always claiming that we need to get behind whoever is the president. So anytime this happens, it's essentially hypocritical because 10 years prior, they were screaming the same thing. Now, I'm not, you may be surprised to learn, I am not a professional historian. <laughs> but from everything I've read, mm -hmm. there was a significant change here beginning in 2000. George Bush according to many historians, not all, but according to many historians, was the first president who did not attempt to govern for all. Mm. After winning the presidency, he essentially pandered to the people who voted for him, period, and said, fuck the rest. And you can argue Obama did that, and you can argue Trump's going to do that, but the precedent was set in 2000, not in 1999. Yeah, no, I think that even goes back to FDR. I mean, Not you know, really, though. The, Even up to that point, presidents would win, and the idea was you're president of the country now. Well, I mean, that was the same thing for Abraham Lincoln. I mean, it, it goes back. Like, there's always this division. There's always there's the always idea. division. Yeah, of course. And that's fine. Division is not inherently unhealthy. But, I mean, you know, essentially all of the laws that Lincoln made, or at least the proclamations that he made, were anti-South and pro-North. Like, he had a, a specific way of governing, which possibly led to, you know, exacerbating the Civil War. Okay. I mean, well, here's the thing, and that's sort of the inevitable, what's the thing? Goodwin's Law with Hitler? Oh, that's yeah, like yeah. Goodwin's Law American version, where it's like, eventually you'll go back to the Civil War, and yeah, it's yeah. like, well, you should listen to the secessionists, you should listen to the South, like, what do they have to say? Don't cut them out of the conversation. If we fight them, we're no better than them. And it's like, you know what, gang, in some situations people are wrong, and other people are right. In the Civil War, the South was wrong, period. Yeah. I don't care about any equivocation. I don't care about some Reddit intellectualizing of this. I don't care about how you want to philosophize slavery and how, you know, it was the pillar of Southern society and slaves were actually treated better than, you know, black men in the North or whatever fucking fantasy you want to feed me. I'm certainly not going there. But I'm saying, like, these are not two equal arguments. One is pro-slavery, one is anti-slavery. And one person is just morally wrong. Right, but the... The idea of a democracy has nothing to do with uh, outside morality. It is catering to the morality of your constituency. So, But we're not a pure democracy. No, certainly we're a democratic republic. And uh -huh. that's kind no, of no, no I'm not even point, talking about that. I'm saying within the democracy, as we like to tell ourselves, there's all these checks and balances mm -hmm. for moralistic reasons, such as the Electoral College. Mm -hmm. There's a reason people don't just vote directly. 
and some of this has a dark history, such as it, you know, it was elected, it was created to basically protect rich landowning white men and give them the greatest voice of all, and to protect well, it from the rabble. Originally, rousers. they were the only voice. Yes. So, I mean, that was just a given that there was no protection needed there. But the idea was the electoral college will correct votes if need be. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be, but it was. There's, there's a dark aspect to this, but there's also a positive aspect to it's this. A, there's also a logistical aspect to this mm-hmm. because you know we didn't have the internet back then, so it would take time <laughs> for information to flow. So you'd have your election, and then you'd have to send people with that information to the place to vote. And so there could be, you know, quite an uh, quite a lot can happen within that month where it takes everyone to get to Washington D.C. to actually cast the vote. So the idea was that the electoral college would have the most up-to-date information. So if the candidate happened to die in that 20 days before we actually make that thing happen, then they could elect someone else or they could, you know, fix things that went wrong within that 20 days without, you know, the knowledge of the the rest of the world. It's it 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 has a very sane beginning and a, a sane reasoning and the reason that it stays and the reason that it will not be defeated is because of the idea of federalism versus states rights. That's essentially what it gets to now. We are in a situation where it takes a, t- a constitutional amendment to get rid of the, the electoral college. And in order to do that, you need two or three-fourths of states to vote for that. So that means that all of those small states that we're bitching about, we have to convince to give up the authority that they have. And there's no way they're going to to go along with that until they're fucked by this system. So the big states have been fucked. Now we got to wait for the little states to get fucked. It is certainly possible mathematically, but there's there's really no other way to convince them. How fucking nuts is it that I'm living in a world where states' rights are protecting me from Donald Trump because I happen to live in God's country, California, USA. Protecting you from Hillary Clinton? No, no, no. They're protecting me from Donald Trump. They're protecting me from an EPA that's going to be run by a climate change skeptic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the laws of California are going to keep us certainly safer than the rest of the country. That is without a that doubt. That is insane to me. That the that, 10th Amendment is going to protect me. That's kind of how it's always been. Well, that's the whole Not fucking, California. Well, no, no, that's the whole fucking point, though. That's why there is this division between federalism and states' rights. I don't, that's why it's worth fighting for. I don't know if when they wrote the bill of rights, they were thinking of an American neo-fascist. I could be yes, wrong. That's exactly what we were seceding from. We were trying to get away from totalitarian governments. We were trying to get away from that aristocracy. We were trying to create a system where everyone would have a voice, or at least, you know, people that were white and landowning, but, you know, we'll brush that aside for now. So we were trying to to create as perfect a system as we could. Uh, what's the, I think it's the Churchill quote, uh, democracy is the worst form of government, except don't, all of the go- forms that come before it. Don't quote Winston Churchill to me. <laughs> Sorry, Please. Sir. You <laughs> might as well quote like Deepak Chopra or something. Wow. Damn. Okay. Let's take a break. Just remember to text before calling. If fascism, like 20th century fascism, existed in the 18th century, do you think some of the founding fathers would have been into it? Yeah, they came from all stripes. You know, some would have been, some wouldn't have. Sure. 
It's never as bad as it seems, though, guys. Bad. Nah, it's not that bad.